Hello, literary listeners. My name is Sean. I'm the marketing guy at the Muskingum County Library System and your host of Reread, Rewrite, Recommend, or lovingly known as the Repod. Our guest today is one of our favorite repeats. Heather Hello, Phillips. Heather. Heather Phillips. Yay! I'm an adult services librarian at the Muskingum County Library System. So I am actually the one that orders all of the adult fiction collection and the book on CD. So you're my favorite person at the library is what you're saying. Yes. Because you order the books that I read. (laughs) I get to see all of the books before they come out and like pick out what we're actually going to get. You might have the best job at the library. Yeah. The most library, librarian job. Yes. So tell us anything crazy coming out or any big titles. Ooh. So Cassandra Clare, who is a very popular YA author, I just ordered her new one for adults. Like, I just put that in my list to buy. So, yeah, oh, I think so that's, that's going to be soon. Yes. So, if you're listening to this relatively soon, you can peek into what's coming in the catalog. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Is that your favorite part as well of librarianship, is ordering the titles yeah. and kind of seeing all of that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was doing programming a lot before, and I really love doing that because you get to meet people mm-hmm. and do fun things. Um But this is more like book centered Mm -hmm. and it like takes me back to why I got into libraries in the first place. It's like that love of reading. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So please tell us what is your reread? Okay. So it's kind of a re-listen because the audio book is so, so good. I do know where this is going and I am so excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells. And yes. the first one is All Systems Red. Mm-hmm. And they're just like little novellas. Like to listen to it, it's only like three or four hours. And it's only, I don't think, like 100 pages, 200 pages of a book. It's a very short. It's easy to read. There's like five novellas and then one full-length <laughs> book. And then there's going to be another full-length book coming out. And I'm so excited Wait, for what? it. Yes. Like a whole full-length one. It's really good. I'm is so excited. Is she done with the, the novella format, do you think, in uh, Murderbot Diaries? I don't think so, because I think between the full-length one, there was, there was another novella. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. So Which is great. the inside track? When is that coming? I need to know everything. I think November. This November? This November, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm already ordering it. Okay, yeah. I mean, I figured you would be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Okay, sorry. So, yes. Just had to geek out there, because uh, Murderbot Diaries is actually my favorite <laughs> um, series, probably, currently. Yes. Like, of all times, I have uh, re-listened to it three times now yes. in its entirety. We have them all on Libby. Um, yeah, we have them on Libby and are some of them on Hoopla too, maybe? I'm not sure. They might. I haven't seen them. I usually check them out on Libby so we can get the circulations for them so mm. everyone knows that they're loved and popular. So <laughs> let's see. I check it out almost every week. <laughs> I listen to them. Actually, almost every major car ride that I go on, like anything that's going to be over an hour, I check them out because I'm like, sometimes I just need a backup that I know and I love that's going to be good. It's like a comfort listen. You know what? It is a comfort listen and for me too, uh, which is really interesting because the title is Murderbot Diaries. (laughs) Okay. To kind of like summarize summarize it. it, Yes. Right now we're talking all around it. Yes. So it is... Murderbot, who is a part robot, part human, like, construct. He was designed as a security unit, so they'll call it a sec unit. Um, It hacks the thing that's controlling it, 
And instead of becoming like, you know, a mass murderer, like everyone thinks it's going to be, it spends the time consuming media. It's like binge watching all these shows and listening to all this music. And the shows are funny because they basically sound like soap operas. Like it is this whole murder machine that is watching soap operas and getting like really involved in them, in the drama of it. And it's so great. And then, of course, you know, plot happens and he has to interact with humans, which is like his least favorite part. And he goes to actually develop relationships, and, you know, actually like like them a little bit. And it's it's so good. It really, really is. And it's just the character Murderbot themselves is just so sarcastic. Oh, it's and- like Daria, but a cyborg. Yes. Maybe like Daria set in space. Like, I don't know. That was. Set in space. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Am I reaching too far into the subgenres here? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> but no, and... it really is like there's something so compelling about Murderbot. Yes. He is the best protagonist. Hands down. He's got Hands anxiety, down. but at the same time, he's like so good and competent. Exactly. And it's like, yes, I love this guy. Right? And just, I don't know, the struggles of of him interacting yeah. with just uh, other robots or other bots or AIs and humans is really interesting. And I, w- I would argue that, I would argue that the, the lo- I can't remember what the longest one is, the actual like proper length novel that sneaks up on you like all the way to the end. Yeah, I forget the Second title. from the last right now. <laughs> but um, the I, I think it's a love story. With art, mm-hmm. yeah. Who is a um, ship, ship, by the mind, way? Right? Yeah, yeah. Ship mind. Yeah. I, I think that it's a love story between art and Murderbot. I think that's going there. I do too. I really, I feel very, I feel a very strong connection. I'm getting a lot of romance vibes. I think art's supposed to be in the next one too, the, the full length one. You know, I think that the full length maybe is just like almost like a stand-apart, standalone romance series within a series. (laughs) With art. I love it when art comes around because he's so mean. Oh, I know. He's so great. He's so mean. (laughs) Why do we love these characters? I don't know. They're very relatable. They are. I mean, like, come on. He is basically free to do whatever he wants. And instead, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to stand here and watch all these TV shows. Like, that's what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. Consuming media, and he and the ship watch them together. Yeah, I mean, they they go on dates, Heather. <laughs> it's a great relationship. They, it's it's such a it is a really incredible relationship. I love it. I love the whole ship mind as a concept concept rather, um, in general. And I love I don't know I love all that stuff. Because I feel like the one you do have some murder mystery in there. You like do. he is investigating something yeah. seriously, but then the others is just like. It's like an action movie where he's like oh, going it. in to try to spoilers maybe like free one of his favorite humans from the yeah. evil corporation. Exactly. It's like yes, <laughs> I, so good. She yeah. packs so much into like the little novellas. Like Honestly, you, I just read the I read. I mean, well, I listened to them as well because mm-hmm. the the audiobook is truly just great. Yes, it, the voice the voice acting is incredible. Kevin R. Free is the narrator. Kevin R. Free. I might have to look more titles. Welcome to Night Vale. No. Yeah. I think he's in there, definitely. I think Carlos. I think he's the voice of Carlos in Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No way. That's one of my favorite. Okay. 
I think I stopped listening oh to God. it right before like Carlos got a voice. So now I'm like, I need to re-listen to that entire thing. He was just like beautiful Carlos. Beautiful Carlos. Yes. 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 With the hair. <laughs> That's all I remember. Oh, I haven't thought of that podcast is highly recommend. Yes. Highly recommend. If you like that kind of, if you're kind of into like absurdist, surrealist humor almost. Yes. Like, it's pretty incredible. And their whole like shtick about the summer reading of the public library, the Nightville <laughs> Public Library is just <laughs> the funniest thing I have listened to maybe ever. It's librarians are horrifying. They're horrifying. <laughs> it's just oh man. The narrative on that is great. Is it Tamara, I think? Was one of the characters who's like the only one to survive summer reading. One of the interns? Is <laughs> yeah. she one of the interns? Was she one of the interns? I can't remember. She survived. I know that. She was she a survived. survivor one. She survived summer reading at Nightville Public Library. <laughs> That's what we should do for summer reading. We should just make sure it's a said I survived summer reading. Survived that is your summer reading prize. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That would uh, make an impact. Yeah. That's for sure. Night Vale also, if you get really into it, total day digression. Oh, yeah. We're on a road trip. <laughs> we're off. They have books, too. Mm-hmm. So if you get really into it, welcome to Night Vale books. And honestly, I feel like if you, if you have, uh, if you struggle with titles or, I don't know, books or podcasts that don't have a strong narrative, starting with the books might be a good place for you to see if yeah. you enjoy the tone and the voice because there's a little bit more of an actual narrative to the to the to the novels, it's still loose, but it's there. Whereas the podcast is just an experience. Yes. Especially in the beginning. The the larger narrative arcs begin to like reveal themselves, but it almost feels like they didn't think about it for the first few, few mm-hmm. years. <laughs> they probably didn't. They were uh, probably like, fine. oh, this is a fun podcast. It's part of it, right? Like yeah. It's, yeah. It's a lightning strike. I love it. Um, but again, if you're if you struggle with non-narrative <laughs> Perhaps try the novels first. They are the very similar experience, same vibe, beautifully produced. It is the same people who do the writing and the performing, I believe. For I think the so, yes. Well. Cecil Baldwin, I believe, is I the think so. so anyway, sorry, that was a yeah. huge turn. But uh, basically, if you like Murderbot... You might also like Welcome to Night Vale. Like Welcome to Night Vale. And if you like Welcome to Night Vale, you also might like Murderbot. Yes. So, hey, look at that. A we twofer. even gave you a read-alike. <laughs> And there's themes of, I don't know, there's something about that character that the way that they struggle with trying to figure out what to do with freedom, but while living within uh, a system, I guess, or a world that doesn't necessarily allow it, Mm -hmm. and the decision whether or not to exist within that world or how to exist within that world. He's like hiding himself to like get around to all the different planets and stations and everything for the longest time. Because he goes through that whole time. Remember that one time where he goes um, and gets all that work done? Like he lowers his height because of the sec units are supposed to be like a certain like dimensions and build and all of this stuff. And so, and they... What have they, they added the small hairs that humans have. Yeah. Um, and it was just interesting to kind of hear about humanity from this kind of almost outsider perspective. The action, I think it might actually be Murderbot Diaries, this very series that made me realize that I love books with action. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. I like action books. See, 
I know that I liked action books, but this was very character focused. Mm -hmm. Like you did have these really well developed characters. I mean, like we're talking a lot about Murderbot, but like also the side characters. Oh, fully developed. Yes, they have their own voices. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah, so I care about them. Yeah, I I really really care about them. Even Garothin, who he does not like and says, I do not like you to his face. It's it's fantastic. It's also like kind of an exercise in clear communication. (laughs) (laughs) Murderbot just says it, and so does Art. He does. He is smart. I think it's funny how like they make fun of the intelligence of humans sometimes because they're like, oh, yeah, it just takes them so long to process things because they can't (laughs) process they do talk a lot about processing power. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> but. And I think, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think like she, Martha Wells herself, is like in the technology field. So like sometimes you can tell when she talks about like the hacking and things. It's yeah. like, oh, she actually does know a little bit on how to do this. I mean, it felt convincing to me, but that's because mm-hmm. I have no idea. Right. It can be, yeah. I think at times like jargon is there. I feel okay. like you're thrown like very deep into this world. Like they say sec unit and you're like, what? Like security unit, obviously. But, you yeah. know, at the first it's kind of like, oh, let me figure out what all these words mean. I don't know. I love that series. I recommend as well. Yes. I, that's going to be my recommend, even though I don't technically get one. <laughs> that's your recommendation. So it's a double. I'm going to recommend it and it's Heather's reread. So constant reread constant. all the time constant it's your go-to comfort book it is series, okay time. when i was book slumping and i still am a little bit mm. which is unfortunate it was the one thing that i could read yeah it's like oh. yes i have this one book that i will always love and i can always like actually get through instead of like forcing myself through it it was like a joy yes every really time nice. yeah every time every in time. fact maybe and I, it has actually influenced it got me on this whole sci-fi comedy action kick that I'm still on. Nice. So basically all I'm doing right now is trying to find Rita Lakes. Oh, <laughs> so Hitchhiker's Diaries. Guide to the Galaxy actually is a little bit of a Rita Lake. I, I can definitely do. see I, that. I love that one. The it's Marvin nice. the Depressed Android especially. Is his name Marvin? I think yeah, it was Marvin. I think it was Marvin. Like that very sarcastic tone that it takes yeah. sometimes. The Grumpy Robot, one of my favorite tropes. Yes. Love it. They also say, okay, Ancillary Justice by Anne Leckie. Ancillary? Why does that sound a bit? I don't know if I've read that. It is like the read-alike that everyone says when you say, I like Murderbot. They're like, oh, have you read this? And it's like, no. It's the same thing where it's like a ship. Yeah. Or like, you know, that ship mind has been now at this point put into human. And I started listening to it. And for some reason, the narrator was a man. And I like had it in my mind as I was reading everything about this. This ship is definitely a woman. Yeah. And I could not do it. I couldn't make it through the first chapter. And then I tried to read it and I could hear that narrator's voice and it was like annoying me. And I was just like, no, this is not the right. So I need to try it again. That is the danger of audiobooks is that sometimes the narrator can make or break it. They really can. They can make it or break it. And I mean, I've had a few... I've had a few books like that, actually, where I started listening and I'm just like, this narrator is terrible, so we're not doing this. Yeah, it happens. Okay, but that's the not the one. case in Murderbot. No, it, he's fantastic. And what was that other major reader like? Ancillary Justice? Ancillary Justice. By? Anne Lecky. I Anne... think I'm saying her name right. Okay. L-E-C-K-I-E. All right. You heard it here. Yes. 
And the next one in the Murderbot series is called System Collapse, and it's coming out November 14th this year. November 14th. You know where I'll be. Yeah. I'm going to need... Wait, what day of the week is that? You know? Because I'm going to take that day off. Oh. I'm going to take that day off just to... Just to listen to listen it? to Murderbot Diaries. Oh, man. System Collapse. I'm going to have to, like, have knitting or something, like, ready to go. Because I can't just sit there and listen, mm-hmm. so I need to have, like, something. I mean, it's basically a holiday at this point. Yeah. November 14th, Sean and I will not be at work. We're Don't busy. expect us here. We're busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. That's super exciting. I literally made my day. Because yes. um, <laughs> I am... Really, I am the same with you. For the longest time, my other kind of super comfort listen that I always love is House from Sir Lindsay. Oh, that I love is listening good. to that. That is a beautiful kind of setting and vibe to it. Um, so I did, but now it's Murderbot 100%. Yeah. 100%. I don't know why Murderbot is comforting, but yes, he is. It, really it is. Be, but it is, folks. Yeah. So if you. I've always been interested in sci-fi, but maybe have never dipped your toe into the water. This could be a really good series for you to start, um, not only because they're short, mm-hmm. but because they are very, very engaging. And you're, you're going to know mm-hmm. pretty quickly if this is for you or not. And it's a minimal time investment. You get a nice little bow on about a three-hour story. Yeah. And it's, it's good. So It's so good. All right. I think people get the point that mm-hmm. we want them to listen to this book and that there's multiple ways to check it out at the library. So let's go ahead and move on to one of my favorite parts of the podcast. And that is the rewrite. What is your rewrite? Okay. My rewrite is Light Lark by Alex Astor. Light Lark by... Alex Astor. Alex Astor. Yes. That's a good name. It is. And this is very interesting because... We read it as like a book club. One of my book clubs read it. So, and I remembered from book club, I was just like, yeah, it was like a pretty decent book, but everything happened in like the last 50 pages. And that's what really needs to be rewritten. Like they just threw all the plot in at the very last second. And then I was remembering it and like researching it for this. And I was just like, no, there were so many other things that was wrong with it. (laughs) So tell us everything. Okay. We want to know the full laundry. I oh my gosh, I I see a whole page. <laughs> my page full of notes of notes about this. So un unleash the notes. Okay. So first of all, I'm <laughs> just going to give you the summary that they gave us because I am me trying to explain it was not working. I tried to explain it to a coworker and it was just like I don't know what the plot is anymore. <laughs> so. The summary. Every 100 years, the island of Lightlark appears to host a deadly game that rulers of the six kingdoms are invited to play. It's a chance to break a curse that has slowly been draining their lands of power. To break the curse, someone must die. There was a lot of hype about this book. That sounds great. Right? Yeah. Like, apparently, the author was really, really big on TikTok promoting it. She was really great at her marketing, Sean, <laughs> because everyone was really excited about this book. Like, I think it might have a movie movie deal, honestly. Okay. It was so disappointing. I was so disappointed. <laughs> maybe um, the movie will be better. That maybe. happens. That does happen. But I was just like, no. <laughs> so, like, the protagonist, her name is Isla. She's one of the rulers, and all the rulers are supposed to have these, like, super special powers, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, of 
like her special kingdom's power was to control nature and be like seductresses or something. She had no powers. That's what made her like super special. Oh, okay. Like her one thing was like she had no powers. So she's hiding this when she goes to like fight in the competition because she thinks she'll die immediately. Yeah. But the competition is not a competition. It's a mess. like they're supposed to try and break this curse but like you don't get the curse like the wording of the curse until like halfway through the book i think yeah it's like deep within you're just like what is this curse what's going on like why do you know that you need to kill some one of the rulers to get this curse yeah it is like the vaguest curse ever like they've decided this entire competition based on the words of like the vaguest curse It is so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> I was more annoyed as I was remembering it because I was just like, you know what? Nothing did make sense. It was just her world building was not there. Okay. I was like, well, what is what was the fatal flaw? It was the world It was the world building, I think. See, then that wouldn't be for me because I will read a book entirely for the world. Yeah. Like I usually really like fantasy. Yeah. And I can make a lot of leaps in fantasy, okay? Absolutely. Like, you say, fine, elephants can fly in this fantasy land. Like, okay, we'll do this. Yeah. She just didn't, like, build it up to make sense. Got it. It was like she wanted everyone to be, like, mean and cruel and playing political games, but she herself did not know how to, like, orchestrate that. Mm-hmm. So instead, it's just, like, collapsing. So it wasn't great. It wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great. It was like, why does everybody have to die? What? <laughs> why are they only getting together every 100 years to try and break this curse? Like, the island itself is cut off, but all the other kingdoms are not really cut off from each other. Okay. Like, it was just, it was the strangest thing. This is sounding vaguely familiar, but I'm on TikTok more than I should be, so that's probably where yeah. I heard it. Because yeah. I don't. I would have remembered, I think, reading don't read it. it. I won't. I absolutely will not. <laughs> I'm not the even sure. recommend. <laughs> at the end that I was like, do I even want to rewrite this? Or is it just so bad <laughs> that it wasn't even worth it? It wasn't like the writing style itself. I think it was her first book. So it wasn't terrible, honestly. Yeah. Like the writing style was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like the whole world building, her character. She tried to do this little like love triangle and it was awful because the guys in this love triangle like over 500 years old and she's like 19 and i'm like there's no way no way i hate that i know it's like stop the twilight okay we get it we're done it's still a little bit creepy i don't care how they are it is really creepy it's a little bit creepy especially you know fantasy you can suspend your disbelief it's a thousand year old fairy king we make allowances in (laughs) make-believe in (laughs) make-believe And, like, the big twist, there were some twists that were, like, actually out of left field and really good. But, like, the big twist is spoilers. Her, oh, yeah. we're, we're pro-spoiler. Yeah. Yes. Her best friend betrays her. <gasps> yes. She was friends with another of the rulers. They were so close. They were, like, sisters. And I was like, okay, so maybe the big great thing about this is they actually stay friends. Yeah. Through the whole thing. Like, they are 100%, like, you know, Ride everything. Yes. And no. No, like somebody called it in the beginning and I was like, no, no, maybe like maybe it will be good. Like maybe they'll stay. Yeah. And of course not. Like, of course. Of course. Of course. I was just like, that's not what I wanted. The whole thing was just not what I wanted. But it was. Yeah. One more time for the, for yeah. the warning. 
The Light Lark by Alex Astor. Yeah. Sounds cool. If you want. Not as cool as uh, TikTok makes you believe. Right. You want a better one, though? Yeah. Um, Three Dark Crowns. Three Dark by, Crowns. I'm going to mispronounce the name. I want to say it's Kendare. Okay. Blake or Kender Blake. Okay. Also a YA fantasy novel. No, I feel like I've seen those kind of floating around some of my recommendations. Yes. I might, I might, I might it's a trilogy. A it's a trilogy. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I had to read them for grad school, actually. Oh. In my, like, you know, young adult course. I was like, that sounds like an awesome reading assignment. I never in my life. Oh, my gosh. I think this is what contributed to my book slump, okay? Because, yeah. you know, I took the, the teen class. Yeah. And they had us reading, like, reading and reviewing. I think it was, like, 30 to 50 books. And I was an idiot, and I took this in the summer. And instead of cutting down on that list, she just made us read all those books in like a month and a half. Whoa. So yeah, there was a lot of lot of skimming going on Whoa, there. That's a lot. But yeah, but I remember Three Dark Crowns stood out as being like, yeah, this is pretty good. I like it. From all of those books. From those all of those that, books. That rose to the top. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now on to your recommend and a fresh sheet of notes. Fresh sheet of notes. I actually kind of have two because I couldn't make a decision. That's okay. And they're totally different books. Like completely different. All right. So so what's your first recommend? Okay. She Who Became the Sun. She Who Became the Sun. It's by Shelley Parker Chan. Okay. And the second book of the duology just came out and I haven't read that yet, but it's supposed to be really good too. It's so good. Um, Tell us about it. What's it about? So it's set in 1344 China, mm-hmm. 45 China, whatever. The protagonist is just a peasant girl, um, and her brother gets his fortune told, and he's supposed to be, like, great. Like, they see greatness in his future. Mm-hmm. And when she gets hers told, they're like, oh, we see nothing. You're going to be nothing. <laughs> like, you're an afterthought here. <laughs> so the family gets attacked by bandits. They're, like, starving peasants, and they get attacked by bandits. Mm-hmm. And after that brother just dies like he gives up and just sits in the corner and dies and so she's like okay i'm going to take over my brother's fate so she goes to the monastery there's this fantastic like school time you know montage so she really likes that montage i like that it's fantastic it's a really great kind of cute scene scenes chapters yeah um and then of course the monastery like spoilers again gets attacked so then she like goes on to work her way up the ranks of the rebellion the against the Mongols and like becomes the leader. And it is so good. And it is huh. very violent and dark <laughs> and brutal. It like I so know good. I'm explaining this like it's inspiring, but it is really not inspiring. <laughs> Cause you're just like, how far is she? He going to go? It's very like confusing yeah. on the gender. Yeah, which is really interesting because it's like, how do you get gender? Because half the time she's like pretending that she is her brother and a man. Yeah. And the other half, it's like she'll refer to herself as she with she pronouns. So it's interesting. Yes. Huh. So there's like that whole what is society's expectation of women? Mm-hmm. Like you meet other women in the course of this whole like, you know fighting and winning all these battles and things and some of them are like very i don't want to say downtrodden because it's like they have that streak of cruelty and they're like i can take over this city but like yeah yeah i thought she was going to start her whole like women network of spies at one point did not happen but still wonderful 
no. I was like, this maybe is the next, maybe be the, great. Book, the next book. Maybe. Maybe. And then they have another general, which is like the counterpoint. It's yeah. just a very good book. Like the writing is beautiful, mm. but it is very dark. So I would only do it if you were in that kind of mood. <laughs> it's like very, very loosely, like based off a true story of like the rise of, is it the Ming dynasty? Like the founder of the dynasty story, like very loosely based off of his life. Oh. Yes. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. That sounds like a lot, but an incredible book. It is. It's an yeah. incredible book. I'm really looking forward to reading the second one. And what is the name of that again? She Who Became the Sun by she Shelley Parker Sun. Chan. Okay. And what's the, what's the sequel? Uh, he Who Drowned the World. Oh. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yes. There'll be more like intrigue and outthinking and backstabbing mm. and all that fun stuff. All that delightful malarkey. Yes. The second one's actually supposed to be like darker, so I'm oh. waiting a little bit. Until you're in the right mood for yes. mayhem. <laughs> That's the thing. You have to be like in the right mood to read yeah. the book. Oh, I have a I have a list of books that I'm kind of like, ooh, you are going to be perfect for when I am in that mood. Yes. So I'll have to add that. Yeah. If you're feeling really happy, probably not the book for you. But if you're like, man, I hate everyone today. Yeah, that's the book. You know, I think we all have days like that. We do. There's a book for that. Yes. There's a book for that. There's a book for that. We should replace the whole ad campaign of there's an ad for that with a there's a book for that. Yes. Because there really, really is. And we were first. Yeah. (laughs) Note it down. TM. (laughs) All right. So what is your second Okay, totally different. All right, we're going to do a 180 here. Completely different. It's The Gunkle by Stephen Rowley. That is definitely a 180. It is. All right, so The Gunkle. The Gunkle. Okay. Okay, so our Gunkle, Patrick, gay Uncle Patrick, is what his niece and nephew call him. Gay Uncle Patrick. Oh, cute. He's like a former sitcom star, and this absolutely like tragic thing in his life happens. So he basically, you know, retires and he goes out to live in the desert of Palm Springs. Okay. And that is not where you meet him. You meet him in the de- while well, he's like living in the desert. But you meet him after his best friend slash sister-in-law has died of cancer. And his brother is going into rehab and he gets to take the kids. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So you have, how old are they? Six and nine. They are six and nine. And, like, all he's done with them is, like, be the cool uncle, basically. So yeah. now he's, like, raising these kids through their grief for a little while. Oh, like my there's gosh. Like, there's three-period ending. He's like, I just need to get through three months of, like, raising these kids. Well, he's also mourning because, you know, he lost his best friend. Yeah. And his brother is, like, in rehab and kind of a mess. And it's like... It made me sob in my pillow at like 6 a.m. I was like reading this at 6 a.m. Sorry. Yeah, in the morning. Um, was it one of the books you just couldn't put down then? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was okay. one like I had stopped. I had went to bed. I was like, I'm going to get a full night's sleep. And then, of course, my cat wakes me up at 6 a.m. And I feed her. And then I'm like, you know what? I might as well just read this book again. Yeah. Like, keep going. And, yeah, there's just some scenes in there where it's just like gut-wrenching. But it's also hilarious. Like, I don't know how to say, like, it's also, like, about moving through the stages of grief and, like, yeah. and the kids really make the book. Like, they have, like, really well-fleshed-out personalities. And they're so cute and they're, like, so adorable. And it's, like, they're great. 
it is very and I'm like you're laughing but then the next page you're like I'm sobbing <laughs> so it's so good I think it's again kind of one of those books where you have to be in the right mood yeah if you're kind of you know ready for your emotions to be stirred a little bit or yeah. maybe even in need of a good cry yeah like, it reminded me of Frederick Bachman, mm-hmm. a man called Ove Av. I never know how to say yeah. it. But that one, where it's like both you are laughing because some of the situations are, like, very real and very hilarious. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the next page you're like, oh, man, this is, like, a real-life thing that happens, and you're crying about it. So really makes you laugh, makes you cry. Yeah. The whole gambit of humor. It is. Like, it's yeah. just one of those books. One yeah. of those books. One of those I books. love those sometimes. So it's like really character driven books. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. So it has great character development. Oh, really great character yeah. development. Like Patrick is kind of a mess himself at the very <laughs> beginning, you know? Are we all just a little bit of a mess? <laughs> yeah. And then like he has to deal with like two kids, like raising two kids. And it's like, oh, they're all healing and going through grief and yeah. like, you know, figuring out life. Like it's a very real book. It sounds like it. It sounds pretty yeah. reflective of life. Yeah. It's, you know, what is it that, you know, life is more unpredictable or stranger than fiction? Yeah. Um, in which, you know, I was listening to this scenario and I was just like, that sounds pretty far-fetched, but that's part of what... Yeah. I mean, it could happen, right? It could like, happen. It, it's, it's a possibility. Yeah. That situation could exist. So You could go from the cool uncle to, oh my gosh, now I have to take care of the kids. That is terrifying to talk about, even think about, really. Yeah, as the cool uncle. <laughs> as the cool uncle, it's it's a little bit terrifying. Now, all most of my uh, nieces and nephews are um, all much older. Oh, so, so it'll be totally yeah, fine. Yeah, totally fine. I mean, my my oldest uh, nephew just finished graduate school, so yes. um, yeah, I feel yeah. ancient. But Aww. yeah, I know it I was it was just a really good book. Yeah, sounds like a heartwarming book at the same time. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, your other one doesn't seem as heartwarming, maybe? No, not no, at all. No not heart, at all. No heart. This ones. ended like you were just like really rooting for these characters. And like in the first book, you're like, man, I don't even know. They're all really bad. I don't know who to root for anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Heather, for being on the Repod. You're welcome. It was fun. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite things talking about books, getting some good recommendations. And I definitely got some from you. So, thank you so much, listeners, for listening to the Repod. Thank you.